Put it there, boy, and we'll show these fascists what a couple of hillbillies can do. Welcome to the Fanfic Fanfic Podcast, uh, Double Plus Good, <laughs> where we talk about Fallout Equestria, the hybrid My Little Pony Fallout fanfic, because we've just, we're, because we're following up on having talked for an entire year uh, about a horrible little reactionary trying to revise it. Uh, I'm your co-host, Sir Weddington Esquire. Uh, joining me as always is your host, Fi. Yeah, I need like a price How's right. How's you doing, Fi? <laughs> need like a weird prices right kind of thing playing. Uh, hi, folks. I have a delicious glass of orange juice today. Uh, oh, dag. <laughs> delicious, delicious glass of mutated orange juice. Tastes like a Geiger counter ticking. So let's do this. Uh, welcome back once again, episode eighty-four, uh, chapter like what are we? Chapter nine, I think. We are at chapter ten. Chapter ten. Okay, yeah, I'm wondering. Uh, chapter ten, course correction. Uh, yeah, but I should probably uh, get into the. Yeah. <laughs> wait a second. What did happen in chapter nine? What did happen in chapter nine? Chapter nine was the uh, Institute for Pinkie Pie Research, uh, the 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 Pinkie Pie Museum episode. Where they they went to a they went to a farmstead in which they uh, found a little a little I'm gonna use the term disturbed but I mean it in like the nicest way possible like someone who is like disturbed An extremely like, distressed little horse yeah like mentally unwell uh, little horse has convinced herself that she is some sort of uh, Pinkie Pie historian as a way to cope with her the fact that as we find out later on in the chapter her dead family who, after having to bury her, her older sister who was taking care of her after her older sister, inherited the parent rule after their own parents were, were uh, killed by raiders or slavers. It's not really particularly clear. Um, it could have been any any people. But uh, she, she had some sort of like traumatic uh, disassociative-like episode. They, they come across her, uh, and she, she gives them a, uh, a nice tour of the, the place uh, to explain. And I believe this is also partly used to sort of like round out a little bit more of the like background of, the, of Pinkie Pie's particular uh, place in the war as a like kind of like liaison slash like, uh, what was it? Uh, what was the term? Like uh, those like American shows that they did like in the uh, in World War II to like boost the troops. USO uh, show. Uh, host, yeah, yeah, so, yeah, yeah. You've seen the the original, the first Captain America movie. That's that's basically what she was doing. the The highlight of the tour, at least for uh, little Pip, uh, our little chemically addicted protagonist, was a recipe and also tin for the pirate time mentals. Uh, the stuff that she's uh, she was given by uh, Calamity in an earlier chapter, and now she desperately wants. And uh, the chapter culminates with her... Tiny, tiny horse has zero drug resistance. <laughs> Addicted immediately. Yeah. Uh, admittedly, they're pretty hard time drugs, too, so it makes sense. But yeah, she, she gets caught by uh, Pinky Bell, which is the name of the character. Her name is actually Sweetie so that's, uh, Silver Bell in her like grief. Uh, she, she decided to call herself Pinky Bell. Uh, she gets caught by her and almost gets shoved inside of a safe trying to like steal the, the, the secret formula. 
um, for mental. And more importantly, um, her her now deceased older sister's uh, journal. Mm-hmm. I was getting to that. Uh, the the in the the journal for for but to reveal that like yeah her her whole family had been like you know seemingly wiped out and it's the reason why they found a pair of gravestones that were like dug and then a more a more hastily dug one next to it which is like genuinely like one of the more heartbreaking moments in this story because it's one of those like hits you as a double whammy uh the second time through and uh also they crack open the barn and they find like uh a glowing i think it's described as like a glowing vortex magical sphere essentially yes uh inside of her barn and i believe that's where the chapter ends is them like seeing that thing no the, the chapter ends with uh uh, Velvet Remedy talking uh, Silver Bell down. Yeah, yeah, it wasn't one hundred percent on the uh, the order of events, I guess. Uh, it 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 ends with uh, um, Silver Bell sort of like reconciling and like uh, like having that like having for at least a moment to confront reality. So that's that. But I, I, funny enough, that is where we open. Washer was was a little bit more uh, uh, helpful and and immediately uh, ready to like try to send a message uh it's it's weird um so so so, uh uh, um our our hero little pip chalks it up to maybe it's because i was more polite also confused you know maybe it's it's just that uh this wouldn't be the first time like that that, like now that there's there's a sort of an established precedent and like watcher has some sort of believable alibi uh for messages being sent through sprite bots and uh we open up with uh with Ditsy Doo and uh, to the surprise of the party, uh, Railwright uh, showing up. We, we begin with finding out what that swirling thing was, and it is a it is a bomb. Yeah, it's a mega spell. It is it is it is a, it is a it is a it is a mega spell, which is a very fallout moment to like go into a barn and there's just a nuke just kind of sitting there. And why is it there? Well, Pinky Bell uh, Pinky Bell uh, needed for the museum fireworks <laughs> and so yeah th- through uh through ditzy they 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 they're assured that they can get sweetie bell back to civilization like just surrounded by people who can like care for her and like mm-hmm. um guide her through her her trauma like you can't help but call back to like our year of trauma <laughs> reading through an explicitly worse version of this story in every way um, Sombra would have, would have, would have, would have popped this, this, this poor baby straight in the brains and just had our, uh, protagonist occasionally reference back to it as an awful thing that they had to do. Yeah. Well, I pointed out before that that literally happened. Like they li- he, like literally killed off basically this character, um, via rampage. Well, and like, I'm, I'm more thinking about the, 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 the babies in the tubes. Yeah. Well, I mean, I mean, it's, it's, it's all the same, like energy i just mean like this event basically literally happened instead of like talking her down they just crushed her and then we spent an entire chapter being sad and having in this really dumb like tragic way that makes no sense i don't know i can like that specific example like an almost give a pass because it's demonstrating that oh wait rampage is a villain like rampage is not on our side it's not a thing we should have around but it was never followed up on. Like, it was, it was never, say, nothing, nothing happens with, it. with that. Um, just so, like... it, yeah, at the end of the day. So, right, the good story. Chapter 10, course correction. Um, <laughs> one thing I forgot to say, uh, the, the, t- the mystery quote for this chapter is, uh, yeah, it's a good thing they aren't paying me to agree with them. 
Uh, holy flame, my ass. I want these explained. So I'm getting pretty frustrated. I'm getting I don't. I don't know where. I don't remember where they came from. Like it's. It's. It's been just had to. But yeah, just bear with it. Like a lot of like yeah. Pure. This one sounds like a a pre-war quote. Like a like. But it could be Griffin. They aren't paying me to agree with them. So like something something that will come up later in the context of this chapter. Uh, so right, uh, uh, Ditsy Do uh, is 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 uh, here to here to help. Uh, Velvet has a very hard time being in Ditsy Do's presence. Um, initially for terror of oh god a zombie, uh, uh, mm-hmm. desperately not wanting her brains eaten, and then following up on that just. Just the, the like endless feedback loop of I gotta save it, but like there's literally this. She's well beyond anything that I could possibly do. For uh, I I don't like it, it's since this is from Little Pip's perspective, we we can't at least at this time know what precisely is going through Velvet Ribbity's mind. But um, my guess is that looking at Ditsy Do for her is is a is a constant that thing that happens when you look at like a friend's injury and like a chill goes up your spine and you you feel yourself that injury like i can't help but imagine that is it's 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 called empathy weird <laughs> it's a specific kind of empathy like a a like like uh, a, a sympathetic pain uh a a a, a nausea induced by uh, observing somebody else's wound uh is, is is my guess oh yeah so so uh is is very eager to 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 arrive here and help and and sell um sell the party goods rail however is is less pleased uh, Rail is, you know, terrified to see, but also uh, has to has to inform him of the bad news that um, while it is hard to argue with the morality of your actions, no one, no one has it in them to argue that you did the wrong thing. You have brought uh, New Appaloosa nothing but problems. <laughs> uh, on the whole, like literally, just a catter of problems on every level. Um, you've destroyed our train. You got the six horses pulling it killed, and in exchange for our train, um, and and our tenuous peace uh, with the slavers, um, you have brought us a few dozen more mouths to feed, uh, and the necessity of expanding the town in 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 the wake of of the the increased population. You two are not. <laughs> Allowed. Well, yeah. <laughs> at this time, it's it's pretty clear that uh, and and uh, Ditsy Do like is completely unfazed by this and and like will continue to do business with them from outside the city gates because she is uh, a a a steadfast. <laughs> she, she is relentlessly and incorruptibly good, and, and thus no one can hold that against her. Calamity never moved into town for precisely this reason. <laughs> I always really liked this scene because like I like the idea like. Because one of those things where it's like we, you know, everything about the, the story, everything about the way the story is written, supposed to agree with the little pit, and and we do because of course she saved a bunch of fucking slaves, but like that doesn't stop that also from being like making their lives materially worse, which also does suck. But also like it's you know it's it's a complicated situation because like at the same time also like fuck them they were dealing with slavers like there it's 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 they chose like you know they chose uh, security over. Justice. Yeah, over justice, and that's a very like. But that's the thing is like I think that's an interesting that's an interesting question to pose in a post-apocalyptic setting. Um, it's something that I always thought that like I always thought the Reapers kind of made would have made more sense if you kind of pitched that like if that was kind of doubled down on as the idea that like well we don't like the Reapers but we have to work with the Reapers because they keep everybody else in check. But then like that's proved demonstrably not true, and it's kind of a joke. 
uh, on our podcast about how much of an idiot, like, set of idiots the Reapers are. I always thought it was interesting, the idea that, like, New Appaloosa, like, is the closest thing they have right now to, like, a place of good people, but they're still kind of dirtbags because they're sort of self-centeredly cowardly, but, like, that's, you know, like, you can't necessarily blame them for that. Like, you can still be disgusted by their, like, pragmatism but like you can't blame them for it i guess yeah and there's there's a little bit of a a side eye to like you know that that um apparently too many of them are are like ditzy in a pretty gross way they're they're people it's yeah not necessarily the the majority of them really uh you know are 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 that um they they they, they, this just feels authentic and like Again, an example of like why this is so much better than the than the than the shit that we slogged through for the first year of this project. There's real cause and effect here. There's feedback, like like Appaloosa and New Appaloosa like exist in a in a social ecosystem uh, next to each other. Um, there's like it is meaningful, like the, the 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 resources gained and lost by individual communities has an impact on them. There's like a a serious balance. Uh, between like yeah, rail you know, or uh, rail white you know makes the interesting point that like they can't like you know they they you you have been banned from town, but they can't exactly like naysay <laughs> your actions really. So yeah, no, there's uh there's an interesting depth to to like the the harsh decisions and 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 bad consequences here that was totally absent from um and it is definitely one of just sort of the major themes overall of fall quest tree is about the idea of like to to some degree one of the themes of foe is like what is the price of doing a good deed like what does it cost to like to, to, like is it your is it other people is it your mortal soul but you know i actually kind of think that like it's so funny that somber like is is so self-serious and insistent on 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 painting a morally complex world but as a reactionary he disdains nuance and thus mm-hmm. there's it has all the more it has all the depth of it's, of of a puddle it, it it's confusing darkness with the idea of nuance that is just something is just more morally gray and bleak it's inherently more realistic which is a very like but yeah fortunately like as Pip said, like it, it, it hurts, but it's not as though she'd grown any roots there. Uh, meanwhile, Calamity went out of his way to like <laughs> make sure everybody knew that they were not worthy of him <laughs> living in their town. And uh, plus, from a uh, plus, plus from a writing perspective, this is a smart move because it means that we're not always going back to the same sort yeah, of like, it, it, location. It, we get to see more of the it, setting. It, it, it gives the justification as to why we're branching out and and. Uh, uh, poking around more of of the setting without this hub town, like we we're we're, we're forced to go on the road. Uh, mm-hmm. So it's solid. And also, Velvet Remedy has no idea who these people are in the first place. <laughs> oh goodness, I'm I'm banned from a place I've never visited. Huh? How shall I ever? How shall I ever go on? Uh, we get a little bit of um as as they're on the road. Uh, uh, Calamity and Velvet like have have taken up the project of like composing a song to get like or like. Uh, writing a duet, uh, writing and singing duet, sort of heedless of like if anything should come after them. Um, like Pip is worried about it, but like Velvet is remains a, a, a sheltered pretty princess and thus does not understand the, the 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 risk they're they're putting themselves at by singing as they walk along. And Pip sort of suspects that Calamity has like 
also in his own way a distorted view of the, the, the dangers involved uh, because it's very likely mm-hmm. he like does not recall that like, like it, it does not uh, come easily to his mind that he has two compatriots can't just f- up and leave <laughs> yeah <laughs> can't just be like I must go now my people need me and slid out of frame uh, but they travel along uh, Velvet inquires more what it's like in the sky like how do they eat uh, and calamity is interestingly evasive. Uh, it mm-hmm. says, "Oh, they grow up their their own food up there." Haven't you heard of cloud seeding? There's a there's a long, uh, awful pause, uh, and uh, eventually <laughs> uh, calamity breaks a a, a, a grin, and uh, yeah, velvet for the time being lets it go. But it makes me interested in like just just how bad is it up there? <laughs> like there's there's something that he is not like uh, for for all that like he he left. Uh, in in disdain, there's something very uncomfortable <laughs> going on uh, up in the clouds, um, and I'm interested to find out what. Yeah. So we get into a raider fight. Uh, we, we come across um, an, an abandoned, a a a a uh, rundown uh, city, uh, or the remains of a city, uh, and we 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 get into a raider fight. And um, then there's a there's a big like it, this takes up like sort of the bulk of the chapter is the 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 the, the harrowing action scene uh, where they where we come up with a wacky uh, solution of uh, rigging calamity up to the apple cart that they're they're taking cover behind um, mm-hmm. and uh, thus to create flying cover which results even better results in the cover. death of of the raiders immediately shoot like shooting them in the immediate time uh, but also results in sort of the expected which is uh, Calamity, if you're if you're dragging the cover, you are not in the cover. Uh, so Calamity has <laughs> shot the wing. Has we they have to make an emergency landing on a uh, rooftop, uh, and then we do sort of a a, a, a again a, a breakdown of um of a dungeon instance where we we kill a bunch of raiders. We come across a bunch more raiders that are like frustratingly like inexplicable to me. Like I don't. This is the only time that I I have any sort of sympathy at all with 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 Somber's writing decisions. Like in order to justify why these people could possibly be like this, the only two reasons I can think of are brain disease and um a uh, cult. <laughs> like uh so so one of some type of like brain condition. Like 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 either either socially uh uh, uh formed or like a a actual like medical condition because I don't know how you can justify, like, anybody, like, besides the fact that, like, I don't know, like, the, the population can't be that big, so where do they keep finding fresh human corpses, like, fresh horse corpses to, to decorate their shit with? I mean, sure, but, like, I don't know, I feel like, at the same time, to some degree, the complaint of, it's unrealistic to me that a whole bunch of people would just go out and just randomly murder people for no reason kind of stops. But like, to live in it. Like, being to, to, real. To, to, to like, but like, but no, like, no, like it being real, like in 2020, like, I don't know, like if it was, this was like a decade ago, I maybe would agree with you a bit more on this. But like, fuck, like the idea of just a bunch of just fucking like drugged up, like, like just a bunch of like juiced up assholes who are just looking to murder and are just like like just want to fight people all the time like just the, 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 the main problem really i have unrealistic is, is them like literally marinating in gore and like none of them eventually going ah duke it it was funny when we rigged him up but it's starting to smell can we toss him in the mid <laughs> um 
No, just the the comical like like uh swill like 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 stewing in corpse blood, um like a chaos cultist. That's the part that like, and they 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 even pointed out that like Velvet even Lotus then, is I like don't know. okay like uh, it like sort of like poo poo's their their parade for being able to 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 mow through these uh, guys by going. They are almost certainly rife with a lot of with a variety of disease. <laughs> Just based on the way they live, like they they they're definitely sick with something. But yeah, we we uh, go through a dozen instance, We 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 grab a bunch of loot um, and uh, carry on. Uh, but the the important uh, the important plot change here is that um, Pip has because of this no time to recover. Her still extremely weakened TK. Um, it is still difficult for her to even you know, uh, level. Um, just, just the act of carrying around, um, little, little Mac, uh, her revolver is, 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 is more effort than she can almost bear. And in fact, the only way for her to like be able to telekinetically reload the thing, she has to hold the actual gun in her teeth. <laughs> so that's, that's another example of like ongoing consequences. Like she, she strained her like telekinetic powers like several chapters ago, but like it was too, 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 like the, 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 incredible feats of super telekinesis she did those those chapters ago like has weight and meaning because the the consequences are still holding true and uh god it's really good to read a story that has consequences and like ongoing like stakes and injury um yeah well the thing i always say about it is there is a section in which like bj does lose her magical powers but like she then just immediately gets cooler ones so it doesn't really like like that's that's how you fuck up consequences is like getting bored of the consequences and really realizing that like it's harder to write a protagonist in a power fantasy when you give them limitations. So we we get out of there. We come uh, across. Let's see. I'm I'm looking through my notes um, because the 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 like there's nothing that I really noted it. Like I I made uh, uh, regret it <laughs> not noting it, but there's there's nothing that really struck me. Uh, about um, the 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 looting and some some a few more lore drops about uh, propaganda posters and stuff uh, laying around. Uh, we're introduced to the concept of of the uh, uh, Steel Rangers here because uh, we passed through an equestrian army recruitment office. Uh, so we're introduced to the concept of Steel Rangers. We're introduced to uh, uh, paranoid fear of zebra, zebra infiltration tactics. And we're introduced to a, a place called Shattertooth Ridge. And we also find out that those those in, invisibility uh, spell uh, fetishes um, that uh, that recently uh, Pip used in like chapter three or so uh, were zebra technology. Where we're a, initially a zebra uh, thing because zebras have far more advanced technology or had far more advanced technology than than uh, Equestria did when it came to magic. Oh right. Uh, uh, the the important thing to take away from the the most important thing to take away from the recruitment office a a big twist is apparently yeah. So we get a call back to that. There's there's it's it's weird that a piece of zebra technology uh, would be Pipbuck compliant. Like why is this 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 like thing that we know is is exclusive to like zebra technology Pipbuck compatible? Like there's something there's something wrong. There's something askew in the ministries. Not all, not all is right and well in the old land of Equestria. Uh, so they they travel on and they find yet another settlement, a new settlement that's uh, 
It appears to be uh, composed of train cars. Uh, the initial fear is, are they are they raiders? Um, but they don't uh, have enough time to parse that out before they're suddenly confronted by a griffin uh, with with a with a long jagged scar uh, uh, that's that's gouged out one of her eyes. Yeah, uh, she is she is big and scary and butch and uh, uh, and an older <laughs> woman and. Uh, uh, Pip assures us that that she is she is in no way attracted. <clears throat> she is she is very <laughs> right, very insistent that no no like she is she is she is she is a griffin and not a pony and also a much older woman, uh, and thus that she she's drooling for other reasons. She swears. <laughs> yeah, this is this is uh, this is Godina. She's the best. Well, she she introduces well, she, herself she, morally. God. Yeah, she she is God. <laughs> Uh, so, so God, uh, marches her into camp where we, uh, meet a bunch of, like, survivors of slavery, it seems. Uh, some, some pretty badly, mm-hmm. uh, abused and, like, like a lot of, a lot of horses uh, of, of different variety who seem to be suffering from a lot of, uh, horrible long-term injuries. Sort of ca- taking care of each other and maintaining, um, uh, all the wagons, uh, and, uh, old cattle cars, um, that are used to create their their micro settlement, their their camp basically. Yeah, it's like junction town. Yeah, it's like built in like a junction basically between two, uh, two two uh, rail lines basically. If I'm and I we, we parse out the, the cattle cars were once used uh, almost certainly to to carry slaves, and now it looks like a bunch of former slaves have have built themselves this this outpost out here, and it is uh, seems to be effectively led by Dowd. Uh, God, uh, uh, or I'm going to pronounce it Gaud because it's G A W D. Yeah, I just say Godina because it's easier to like parse. Well, we haven't we haven't been told that yet. Yeah, fair. Uh, so 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 Gaud um, asked them to step into her office. The office door is barricaded behind them, uh, which Pip has to like feels awkward about (laughs) because on the one hand. This was a mistake on the Griffin's part. They like, they, they, her immediate instinct is like, I mean, if this Griffin is going to start something in this confined space where she can't, where, where, where help is going to take just that much longer to get to her, um, that's fine. Uh, but then, then immediately uh, her stomach drops and realizes, oh, wait, actually, we're pretty badly fucked up. Uh, uh, Calamity is injured. Uh, my TK is barely, barely operable. And, um,. Uh, we have the sandbag of Velvet, who is definitely a non-combatant. <laughs> and then another uh, uh, um, uh, drop in her stomach when she realized, like, when did I start thinking of myself as a, as a, as a serious combatant? <laughs> <laughs> I am just a small horse. That's probably bad. <laughs> she, she is a small I am, horse. I am a very small bean. When did I start thinking, like... When did I start being confident in my ability to kill? So an interesting bit of self-reflection. <laughs> is this place changing me for the better or just changing me? So they have a long conversation. Uh, Goud wants to know, like, who do you work for? And uh, how did you get uh, Mr. Topaz's permission to pass through here? Pip wants to, like, is, 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 like, scrambles to come up with a clever answer to that. Like, wants to, like, hold her cards close to the chest. Whereas Velvet Rudin simply asked, I beg your pardon, who? <laughs> Uh, who is Mr. Topaz? Uh, an answer that um, Goud is terribly interested in. First, she is suspicious, but once her like once once she is confident that like Velvet 
genuinely has never heard that name in her life before, um, she is much pleased. And we learn a bit about griffins in the setting, which is that they are the ideal mercenaries. Uh, Goud tries yeah. to insist that they're completely apolitical. Uh, they they will mm. they will take you know, uh, whatever job has money, and they're like uh, they're they're utterly loyal to their own contracts and uh, the 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 money and money in that order mm-hmm. um, yes. to the degree that um, she is now alone. Uh, she is now the lone member of, of, of her Talon. Uh, Talon. Her her previous subordinates tried to take money over contract, and uh, that is why they are now dead. <laughs> and that's why she's the last <laughs> one. Um, that that uh, red eyes minions tried to bribe um, her and her uh, her her band uh, to look the other way on uh, slaves and territory uh, controlled by Mister Topaz, their their contract uh, their contract owner. Her subordinates uh, thought that was a good idea. Goud apparently explained to them why they were mistaken. Um, by the sound of a barrel of a gun. Uh, we also find out that... Um, actually, we're not, I'm not sure what we find out. We find out that this, this area is filled with uh, rock-breaking facilities. Old, old pre-war prison encampments, basically, that were used to, like... But it's unclear. <laughs> it is unclear to, to, to the degree that it is uh, true that uh, kicking these rocks open uh, will render uh, gems. <laughs> Yeah, that is a that is a joke from the uh, show that they just are commenting on in this. It literally is like that. They they debate it in character in in the fiction. There's there's <laughs> this talk about like yeah, uh, you, these these facilities crop up in places where like gems are are more likely to appear uh, when you when you crack rocks open, and uh, like there's there there is or at least was a lot of effort to shuffle rocks around and move them to 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 more gem rich areas. Pip freaks out and like insists that's the dumbest thing she's ever heard. That isn't like <laughs> gems aren't like are many things, but they aren't magic. Like they're like not going to like spawn inside uh, uh, rocks from given areas. Uh, Calamity responds, "They aren't magic. <laughs> I mean, they <laughs> they power an awful lot of magic for a thing that isn't itself magic. Um, and so it's completely unclear. <laughs> it's like." It is. It is unclear to to what degree uh, this is. This is this is pure superstitious cargo cult nonsense. And to what degree you like certain areas are just likely to uh, spawn gems which, inside rocks. <laughs> which which I think is great. It lends itself to the weird like you know arcano punk sort of setting that this is. Maybe that works. Maybe it doesn't. Who knows? All we know is we got gems that we yeah. need. So get cracking. <laughs> Uh, so we find out that, uh, um, yeah, we find out about Griffins, uh, the nature of their politics, and I'm pretty, like, I hope eventually they, they, they point out that, like, Goward insists that Griffins are apolitical, but, like, obviously they aren't. They, they literally can't be. Like, they, yeah. it, it, ultimately, at the end of the day, their politics are that they, like, always back the winning side. Like, just by nature of the fact that they... They accept contracts for money. Therefore, whoever has the most money is the person whose contract they're going to accept. Therefore, they are fighting on the side of whoever is winning at the moment. There, there comes a time when they start talking about the idea of corrupted virtues and the idea of, like, what does corrupted loyalty mean? And, and God kind of comes to mind in that sort of circumstance. Also, Griffins in general, uh, 
make more sense as a kind of like race wide set of mercenaries when you like like I, I, I spoiled this in the earlier parts of the podcast um but at one point like the griffin homeland doesn't exist anymore because <laughs> of the enclave so like there are scattered people and that's why they work as uh, mercenaries for for other places because they just don't have a homeland or anywhere to go. That's why, like, it's not just like, oh, we're a species of mercenaries. It's like, no, there's a reason why. I mean, not. like, it's not just by like, God's own testimony, they they can't be a species of mercenaries because, like, she is the one enforcing that truth at the barrel of a gun. <laughs> like, apparently, there were a bunch of. She used to work with a yeah. bunch of uh, Pegasi who did not agree <laughs> that this is a universal yeah. Pegasus. Sorry, a, 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 a group of, of Griffins who did not agree that this was a universal Griffin trait. Uh, she disagreed, <laughs> and that is why they died. <laughs> yes, exactly. But I just, I just mean, like, because there is that kind of cliche in fantasy settings of, like, well, what's this race? It's the race of mercenaries, or the race of bank tellers, you know? And it's not really a race-wide like cultural thing it's just like, a, a result a of like yeah of material conditions yeah um yeah exactly uh noise yeah. noise noise storytelling uh so anyway um yeah. uh, uh god notes that like none of these three horses are themselves uh griffins and so that presents a problem for her uh if she wants to use them as deniable assets uh, she, uh, uh, seeing an opportunity of, of, of three armed horse, or at least two armed horses, um, with no ties to the local politics, she needs a thing done, uh, yep. within the terms of her contract, she cannot do herself. Um, they point out, wait, aren't, aren't you still being disloyal to Mr. Topaz if you're doing something that he would disapprove of? It's not in strict defiance of her contract. <laughs> <laughs> It's the, it's not the, it's, it may not be the spirit of the law, but it's the litter of the law. And that's what I'm leaving <laughs> right now. Uh, and so they want, uh, she wants her, uh, them to get a document, uh, that is being held by a horse named Dead Eyes. The, the local area, uh, supposedly speaks for the supposed Mr. Topaz, though no one has seen Mr. Topaz himself. Yeah, he's, he's something of a, the, like, the, yeah, the, 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 the right-hand man of Mr. Topaz kind of, like, kind of character. Or at least, like, a local local agent uh we, we have no yeah, idea how far this this here. this topaz's reach extends uh necessarily um only that he has an agent here who is named dead eyes this is the sort of thing i was talking about before about how like the the raiders sort of start changing because like the shadow hoof ra- ra- raiders are more like the mob than they are yeah. like yeah, just they, they make violent point that, like, these raiders specifically have internally consistent motives and um, like they, they, they're, they're former, former slaves who have banded together and out of desperation raid for a specific purpose. And that is resources. So yeah, it's, it, it's interesting to see these guys classified, like are, are spoken of in the text by Pip as raiders, because they are in fact a group of people who do raids. <laughs> um, yeah. but they, but well, they aren't the raiders in the sense that the, the previous raiders in this very chapter were, which were baffling yeah, well, it's the thing I brought up before that like reader is just like a symptom of the like it, it's it's uses a sort of like broad term for people who are like broken by the wasteland and have seen no other like option besides violence. It's just we've just been seeing the like war boy like fuck it I just want to like yeah I just want to be an orc and break things, which I mean is still like in my opinion like I think I don't necessarily think it's like done at least 
and the, the first couple of chapters like done particularly well, but like I'm, I'm I mean, just doing my I best know, to we, write we, it we, off as like a, a a after after effect of like that's that's what it looked like in Fallout Three, and thus that's what it looks like here, and and also it gives the the writer the opportunity to write big you know uh them all uh fight scenes without justifying like why it is we got to kill them all clearly we got to kill them all the they're like super super foul uh murderers um so uh they 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 uh um anyway i got distracted from saying gao dem- demands to keep velvet as collateral um because you know, otherwise she can't rely on them to, you know, uh, keep to their word that they'll do this thing. Um, and basically their only offered payment is, um, Goud will ensure their safety. <laughs> we'll, 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 we'll give them, uh, her protection, uh, to travel through the area unmolested. Which we are, you know, it's heavily implied would be, like, a, a service that they desperately need in this area that's being controlled by this mysterious... Essentially, mob boss, uh, Mister Topaz. We get a little bit more lore, finding out that like um, Red Eye is is building a slave empire. Like he's he's like, uh, yeah. And and all of his talk of 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 uh, reunion and building a better future is is built on the back of uh, more aggrievement, more cry. <laughs> like, uh, yeah. Goud confesses that uh, like a, a number of Griffins, like you'll find Griffins on every side. Um, because some of them have taken um, Red Eye's coin. I wish I wish fucking other writers would remember that because people just make griffins are just a cipher for minions of Red Eye to most people in the fan fiction community, and I really wish like, they would stop doing that. <laughs> but yeah, did you assholes read Sorry, this? So like, yeah, <laughs> the, no, the very they didn't, first apparently. The, I don't know. Wait, the second griffin we meet is is Goud. Uh, um, and she like doesn't want any part of like a, a contract with with Red Eye. Like um, she has made that decision that she is she does not take this man's contracts. But you know, plenty do. Yeah, like yeah, that's real frustrating. That like yeah, the the, the yeah. like you lore obsessed assholes. Like the first piece of lore we get is that you can find griffins on every side. But people only ever use them as Red Eye's minions. Uh, Velvet um, volunteers. Uh, once voluntold, mm-hmm. she she uh, agrees that probably in part because she wants to like tend to all of these like badly, <laughs> badly crippled horses in this in in, in this in this uh, uh, camp, um, and also uh, to not get involved in what is probably going to be a a not small amount of bloodshed in the in the shattered hoof uh, rock breaking camp where the heroes have to go steal something. On our way there, uh, breaking in uh, makes a little bit of a fuss of like. We're working for raiders. <laughs> <laughs> and Pip says, yes, and we're working for raiders. Well, I want to know more about what's happening. I don't care what raiders are up to. Uh, and Pip sells him on, like, there's something happening. <laughs> there's there's something happening to to the waste. Like, the, the, like... She she's new here, but she can tell that this is not standard operating procedures. Something something's weird is happening. Um, that pseudo goddess, that 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 false god that they fought um, back in in old Appaloosa, was sent from Philadelphia. Like that thing was sent down from from the head office that is presumably controlled by Red Eye. 
Like there's something happened. Like like something is changing. Like like the the stakes are are rising, and Pip wants to yeah, know something's building. What that is, uh, and Calamity like acknowledges. You know, are all fair. <laughs> That's fair. <laughs> yeah, I, I wouldn't I wouldn't call Calamity dumb, but he's very like simple minded, and it's like. It's like no, like not, but not much for contemplation. Know. Like he's a very in the moment yeah. sort of sort of a guy. Yeah, very respectable. Um, but yeah, no, definitely not dumb because like once once the argument yeah. is made to him, like, yep, <laughs> all right. Mm-hmm. When you put it that way, so so they get in by way of um, a, an interesting tactic. They they go back to that um, uh, raider uh, that now cleaned out raider nest. They they get a bunch of bedding um, that. Uh, uh, C- Calamity uh, uh, carries uh, Pip manually uh, over over the walls, while Pip um, uh, telekinetically hovers um, a bunch of uh, stained uh, that that acts mm-hmm. as camouflage against the sky. Um, so, if anybody sees them, <laughs> they just see like a vague shape at at most. <laughs> it's just, hey, boss, is that a big pile of flying mattresses I see? No, you idiot, those are clouds. <laughs> like, it is smart, but it's one of those things where, like, it's just, it's one of those, it's like, like, um, like, imagining it in, like, the goofy Flash animation version, <laughs> and just being a bunch of, like, <laughs> levitating mattresses. Uh, uh excellent. Uh, so we get into the re-education center. Um, specifically, we're, we're breaking into the, uh, a little patrolled visitor center, and we get a bunch of lore. Uh, we we find out that this is a Ministry of Morale operation. Um, apparently, political dissonance just like the best way to to get them over their their doubts of the project is to have them just literally mine. <laughs> like, yep. Uh, well, it's 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 very like uh, 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 work will set you free kind of energy. Um. Uh, yeah, we're gonna re-educate you by getting you to break a bunch of rocks for a long time. Um, and so um, there, there's an interesting dual element of like just the cynicism of like the real world equivalent of this sort of thing. Um, and you can mm-hmm. almost see how a um, uh, profoundly uh, drug-addled uh, Pinkie Pie might sincerely like see this as a <laughs> as a legitimate strategy for for. Uh... Yeah, the way I always interpret uh, the mystery of morale is that like Pinkie Pie had like an entire ministry to like that would like have to try and interpret her drug addled ideas of like, Oh, we got to get them to work. That'll, that'll, that'll uh, work all the communism. What, what, what I was, what I, what I was getting to is that, um, Pinkie Pie grew up on a rock farm, not unlike this. Um, and so, uh, it might occur to her that like, I mean, that's homie. That's, that's <laughs> what's, What's more congenial and 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 uh, 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 uniting and family oriented than a rock farm? I grew up on a rock farm and I turned out okay. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I just mean like I, like the way I always interpret the Ministry of Morale is like this like you know having like the you know like that mad coked out boss who's just like no no guys I got a great idea confetti in the sprinkler system and then just like. The fucking ministry just having to be like, all right, well, whatever. She's the boss. She's paying us. Here, here. Now we got confetti sprinklers. Because, I don't know, in my mind, Pinky is wholly unequipped to actually, like, run a business or, like, a, or, like, a, a ministry like that. I mean, I don't know. There's, 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 there's arguments to be made that, like, 
people don't really appreciate how much work goes into planning a party. <laughs> there's, there's, there's a lot of administrative <laughs> skill that goes into that. Um, uh, but like decision making, uh, degrades, uh, in relation with, uh, um, crack, Substance crack consumption. Uh, but yeah, so yeah, we learned about the visitor center and us being a minister of morale thing, kind of like, sort of like somewhat, uh, putting a, like, a fly in that, like, pre-existing, uh, conception of what the ministry was by virtue of that, that museum that we went to last, uh, last week. Maybe maybe this ministry wasn't as like friendly and as folksy as we thought initially. Whoops. Uh, and so we we close out on um, uh, Pip going on the tournament, uh, the one of the uh, many uh, impossibly still working terminals, and uh, uh, cracking it open. Uh, it was 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 difficult even for her, meaning that the the locals uh, had never done it before, and found out some interesting information uh, that the contents of the vault. Uh, the, 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 the small vault containing the, uh, lost and found is incredibly valuable. <laughs> is, is a, is a thing <laughs> worth, uh, worth cracking, uh, to be sure. Uh, because a VIP had something in there. Specifically Sweetie Belle. Pre, pre-war celebrity. Uh, we also find out that, uh, like, a, in a bit of an extra horror, like, the, the visitor center was being closed down, uh, before the end of the war. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, for fear that, uh, the uh our our guests' seditious ideas might spread uh to family and friends mm-hmm. if they're allowed uh, too much contact uh and so inside the vault uh we find uh a few a a draw uh jaw droppingly um so, some some nice clothes a, a bunch of uh, uh neat things but most importantly of all <clears throat> a uh a statue that is described to be clearly rarity. Pip is absolutely uh, smitten. is is overwhelmed uh, by the the miniature uh, rendering of of rarity, and like calamity is a little like is like, yeah, she is a looker, but I'm not sure she'd appreciate you. Uh, <laughs> like, yeah, you salving at her, salivating over in one sixteenth size. Yeah. Um, I oh, she can go crazy on my collection. This is this is the gayest like Pip is Pip is pretty gay, but this is the gayest she's been in uh, the entire story. She is completely uh, 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 overwhelmed uh, by by the one to sixteen I mean, scale uh, rarity. But it is rarity. <laughs> like it does make sense. Um, um, but it is it is also um, uh, seemingly packed with essence of rarity. It is uh, the the moment that um, Pip resolves to to take it. Uh, she notices that suddenly she has a burst of magical energy, and she is able to to lift it uh, gracefully. Whereas, whereas previously her her TK was uh, faltering uh, in the extreme uh, because she uh, strained herself uh, with the camouflage trick, uh, and furthermore, uh, all the fine uh, fine work needed to be done to to pick the safe. But taking the statue um, has has rejuvenated her 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 mana. Uh, and at the at the uh, bottom is an engraving, uh, Be Unwavering. And that's the chapter. Uh, we get a new perk, Stable Shot. Yeah, all those, all those raiders she's been shooting. But yeah, I don't know. I think it was a pretty solid chapter overall. Uh, raider, we, we met some raiders, and then we met some other raiders, and then we had to stealth over some other raiders, all being three distinct sets of raiders. We met griffins, 
Uh, we, we met a griffin, yeah. found out a lot about how, how griffins work, got a little bit more insight into to, to Red Eye and Pip. Um, spelled out for the audience that uh, there's some there's some sort of conspiracy going on here. There's there's there like larger yeah, so, things are now in motion. Something dangerous is starting to brew in the wastes, and they gotta figure out what it even is before they can try stopping it. But yeah, so I think that's that's yeah, that's, that's the end of our show though. Uh, I'm gonna give a short recommendation because it's all I've been playing for the last recent, uh, little while. Uh, I'm gonna have to put it in the show notes to remember its exact name, but it's like uh, I picked up a game recently called like Train Station Restoration, uh, which is a great little game if you just want like a small little time waster that like is just like I don't know just cleaning up and renovating train stations which is just kind of neat um it's a good like list to a podcast you just want to veg out for a while kind of video game um i have i have never in my life been so excited to unlock a mop <laughs> in a video game. uh because the because i had to I had to contend with uh, cleaning up graffiti using a squeegee and it was the worst so I'm like yeah mop <laughs> um so so that's been my week uh, uh, is there anything you want to recommend? Uh, uh not at out? this time. Uh, well, I mean, I've, uh, there's, there's a surprisingly, uh, well-written fan fiction, um, I, I found out about recently. Fallout Equestria? I don't know if you've heard it. <laughs> I, I, th- I think you should give it a look up, but, uh, be a little bit more cautious about anything with a colon after that. <laughs> yeah, so, so our recommendation in the Fallout Equestria, uh, fan podcast is to read Fallout Equestria. Who'd have thunk it? Who'd have thunk it? Yeah, if you want to contact us, though, you can contact us at now at five. Um, that's my uh, Twitter. Uh, I'm incredibly not safe for work, but I'm on a fun ride. Uh, you, if you want a less uh, uh, not safe for work account to follow, you can follow Weirdington at Weirdington. I think, yeah, e uh, for the Twitter. And if you want to email us uh, to send us comments, questions, considerations, recipes, recommendations. Uh, well wishes. Uh, I don't know. Um, curses. Notices of intent to duel. Mm. Um, <laughs> curses. Uh, you can write that to uh, where again? Weird. Uh, Weirdington. Esq at gmail dot com. So far, how's 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 you doing? I'm doing great. I think this epi- this this chapter was a little bit bumpy, but I'm I'm glad we got over that sort of short hump with the Raiders. But overall, I think this was a great idea. Mm. I'll have to take your word for it. Bye, everybody. Bye. 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 Bye.